Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Bea Williams. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Wendy Papazan. Today, we're going to be talking about the 80-20 principle, which is pretty simple. Basically, the 80-20 principle says that 20% of your efforts yield 80% of your results. The 80-20 principle is also known as the Pareto principle. Well, who was Pareto and why should we care? Vilfredo Pareto, which Great is name. pretty cool. Great I mean, name. totally. I mean, yeah, a total, name. A total rhyme my name. name. We call yes. him Bill for short. Bill. Bill. I like Bill it. P. Bill. Bill. Billy P. I like it. Vilfredo Pareto. And I'll say it in a, in a yes, that was a nice Italian, Italian accent. accent. Too. <laughs> yep. The whole episode. <laughs> well, I'm sure <laughs> if you ever thought he would be gracing the airwaves on our podcast whenever he was alive, I'm not even sure, but uh, he would probably be thrilled to know that he's here. Uh, so anyway, he was an Italian economist and he discovered the relationship between wealth and population. According to what Pareto observed, he saw that 80% of the land in Italy was owned by only 20% of the population. And after serving another uh, a bunch of other countries, he found that the same thing applied abroad, which was 80% of the land in other countries was owned by 20% of the population. So essentially, this principle is one of our six personal perspectives. Uh, if you didn't listen to that last one, the first one was on self-mastery. But this is an observation that things in life are not always distributed evenly. And you know, what's interesting is, he like he was born in 1848. Just Wendy was super curious about that, so just needed to let oh, you know that this is like 1848. Oh, so you know this is you know let's say he discovered it in his 20s. This is like 150 year old like you know piece of knowledge. This is tested. 20 percent of our co-hosts follow 80 percent of the script. I think it's twenty five percent. Yeah, I know. Only twenty percent of the script is wrong. No, that was good. That was really good. Well played. I want to give some real life examples. So, twenty percent of criminals commit eighty percent of the crimes. Twenty percent of drivers cause eighty percent of all traffic accidents. Eighty percent of the population originates from twenty percent of population pollution originates from twenty percent of all factories. No, that is definitely not true. Eighty percent of the population originates from twenty percent of the of the women. Let's let that one. Twenty percent of a company's product uh, represents eighty percent of the sales. So typically, in most organizations, the top sales guys twenty percent of them only twenty percent of the top salespeople um, produce eighty percent of the sales. So they're the main um, main one. Yep, yep, yep. Crazy. Here's the thing about this whole 80%, 80-20 thing. I think instinctively, we all know it's true in every aspect of our life. Like, how many times do you find yourself saying, ah, 80-20 rule? Like, like it's just true in every single aspect of life. Like, if you think about it, whether it's actually 80-20, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so... Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet you, I don't own a restaurant, but I bet you like the Cheesecake Factory 
I don't know, like 20% of the menu is what everybody orders. Just my guess. Yeah, I bet. You know? I, bet you're right. I have no She's idea, so but I just yeah. made that up. So, yeah, so true. Cheesecake Factory so needs to not pay us for sponsorship, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing with this is that typically 20% of your activities will produce 80% right. of the results. Oh, yeah. Which so means, yeah, like, so everything doesn't matter equally. And I think a lot of people get stuck in their to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think we all know the theory. You make this huge to-do list, but not everything on that to-do list matters the same. And so it really makes a huge difference then in how you line up your days, how you line up your weeks and your years so that it reflects the philosophy of not everything matters equally. Yeah. And I think everybody intuitively understands that. I don't think everyone thinks like, oh yeah, closing a deal and sending an email matter the same. I think everybody knows it, but the struggle is really how do you prioritize and actually put that into place every day, every week, every month, and every year so that yeah. your dominoes are lined up and you look and you're like, wow, I really, I did the things that were needed to have a successful life. Well, Wendy, I'm glad you asked that question. And it's actually not about dominoes. It's about rocks. Oh. Oh, yes. I know. Ooh. You teed me up so perfectly. Thank you so much. <laughs> I try. I know. Uh, 80% of your tips work really well. Okay. So, um, <laughs> da da da. We're just like the whole thing. We just, oh, we boy. probably just people are I know. I know. I know. Lots of so, <laughs> here's, here's how we do this. Uh, we have to do our big rocks first. So, what does that mean? A lot of you guys have seen this done on YouTube. Uh, I've actually seen it done in person. I, I saw um, one of the Coveys do it. Franklin or Stephen Covey. I can't remember which one. Do it in person. Oh, one cool. of the Coveys was one over at my Coveys. house. Well, I didn't yeah. say it was at Oh, Stephen. Like, Stephen, I've been so confused about the Big Rocks principle. Oh, Could you explain well, it to me? Explain it. I, I of us happen to have, have these the Coveys at our house. For you. <laughs> Don't you know? So, so <laughs> what, what you have not understood as an 80 percenter is that 20 percent. I can't even say it. I literally can't even say it without oh, laughing. This because is, this was this in a big bad. crowded room. A very big crowded. Like, okay. Right? Anyway, got it. Got uh, it. Okay. But a lot of you guys have seen this. It's re- it's a really, really cool visual. So if you can, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but if you can kind of, you're at your desk or something, you can kind of visualize this. And uh, Sarah's laughing so hard. She literally had to mute the sound. <laughs> she literally had to mute because she's like, Mia just caused an accident. No, did you see no. what she put in the chat? Oh. No. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it out loud because then we'll lose the Covey ad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So right before we our episode, we were talking about how Via's becoming an old auntie influencer on social media, right? Old auntie influencer. Yeah. Well, you have the word old. Girl. Into her, I actually had She's just said auntie. Well, I just started old auntie We have the group and started old. Sorry. So not that this has anything to do with the 80-20 principle, but I got my first social media influencer opportunity. I'm very excited about mm-hmm. Sarah Reynolds. I'm very excited about it. And Big I deal. am calling myself an anti-influencer for old people. <laughs> Which is different from an not old a, anti-influencer. So it's not like anti-influencer. Like, no, you're right. Like auntie. Yeah, no, you're right. Auntie. Yeah. And so Sarah yeah. said yeah. That, that Cubby was an old uncle influencer. <laughs> 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 Which All means right. nothing. It's a private. Okay. It's, it's a private. Yeah, joke. it means nothing. It was funny. And, yeah. well, well, and, Jay, and you know, Jay gets a lot of the free stuff. I know. He, gets, he often gets 
the free things. And in fact, on his Instagram today, somebody was like, Hey, I like your, I like your style, man. Message me for free stuff. And he's doing Ooh. that. Well, he's not really doing it. He gets in and he's like uncomfortable actually Insert being an influencer. Liver but he keeps the right stuff. Now. Like, yeah. You know. That Jay, okay. he's so hot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He's amazing. Um, okay. Let's see if he listens so to this one. I know. Um, Jay, let's, heard that, do, let's do the big rock much. analogy. Okay. Is, so what happened when you saw Stephen Covey? It was so good. This is such a good analogy. Yeah. I'm what trying happened? to spit well, up. Okay, so I'm trying to spit up. So, so a professor, in my case, it was Covey, pulls out a, he pulled out a jar and he, and he pulled it in front of the whole crowd, right? And he said, okay, I'm going to put these rocks in the jar. And he filled it with these really big rocks. And he said, is the jar full? And we all in the crowd, everyone's like, yes. And everyone's raising their hand and participating. And say, yeah, the jar is full. He goes, okay. So then he grabs this other jar from underneath the table and he pulls it out. And this was pebbles, okay? Because the first ones are pretty big rocks, right? They were pebbles. And he pours this whole jar. I swear to you, it was like a whole jar of pebbles in the jar, kind of shakes it in there. And it fills in the gaps, right? And he goes, okay, now is the jar full? And it's a little softer. Everyone's like, yeah? Like, I thought it was full the first time. I'm like, okay, what's he getting at? Like, it's a little softer. Yeah, I think it's full. He goes, okay. He reaches down. Everyone's like, oh, crap. He reaches down and he pulls it up <laughs> and he pulls out. It was a jar of sand. So he pulls out the sand. He pours the sand in and it fills in all the gaps and he shakes it in. I swear to you, it was a whole jar of sand, right? So there's a whole jar of sand. And then he's like, okay, is it full now? <laughs> Everyone's like, maybe. Like, you know, now there's like hardly any, you know, hands going up, right? And so everyone's like, yeah, it's got to be full though. And some people like the bold ones are kind of raising their hands. And he goes, really think so? And it's like weaker and weaker. He pulls, puts his hand down. He pulls another jar out of water. Pulls up water. Puts water in. He fills up water in there. And he goes, now is it full? And, you know, no one said anything. He goes, it's full. It's full. You're, you're allowed to say it. Because <laughs> everyone was like scared to get humiliated, right? But I mean, you, everyone thought it was full the first time. And, you know, he kept pouring more and more things in there, right? Well, then what he did is he took an empty jar out. And he poured and he took an, a, a water. He took a whole new thing of, of the jar of water and he poured the water in first. He said, now I'm putting the water mm-hmm. in first. Can I put the sand in next? And everyone said, I don't know. And he tried to put the sand in next, and then the water spilled all over. He couldn't even put the sand in, let alone the pebbles, mm-hmm. let alone the Did he get rocks. wet? Well, it just went on. It was like a, you know, those cloth tables that has the skirts on them? So he, yeah. did, he didn't continue mm-hmm. it. You know, it just started to get mm-hmm. wet. That would have been awesome if he just kept throwing the rocks in there. And it's just just like, he, didn't go the, he didn't go the distance. <laughs> you know, he might actually, when did he find it? He might have actually gone the distance to do that. I don't remember. Well, if you filled it with the sand, the point is, is that if you filled it with the sand, the rocks wouldn't fit in at all. They wouldn't fit in, of course. If you did it in in reverse, right? So the big rocks have to go in first in order for everything to fit into the jar. So ladies, what's the symbolism for your life? Why do we say big rocks first? You got to do the important things first. That's right. You have to schedule those first. Or you have no more room. Prioritize those or there's no room all the other stuff, right? Figuring out what the actions or activities are that produce, you know, your 20% actions produce 80% of the results. So taking time to figure out what those are, what are the 20% activities that you do that produce 80% of the results? And then your calendar has to 
back that up and ha- show those 20% activities as the priority. And yeah. those have to be the The fact is yeah. most what? of us start our days pouring water and then trying yeah. to pour in sand and gravel and then a couple big rocks into our, we do it all the wrong. We, most yeah. of us do it opposite in the wrong way. Yep. yep. And you guys have heard us talk about it before. Your, your morning routine can be very powerful you can accomplish a lot by, um, I actually have a very high producing agent on my team who told me uh, that the latest thing he implemented now is that he gets up at 4.05. <clears throat> he used to get up at 4.35. And he's like, that extra 30 minutes has really helped. And so by the time we have our morning huddle at nine o'clock, he's actually been up for five hours already. And he's done all the things that he needs to get done. He's exercised. He's teed his, teed his day up. He spent time with his wife. He has three cats. He spent time with his cats. You know, done his lead generating. He's talking to clients. And then so, you know, by the time, honestly, by the time two o'clock rolls around or three o'clock rolls around. He wants to go to bed. He's had, he's he's had a full day. Yeah, yeah, he's had a really full day. So, yeah. I think there's a difference between, you know, being busy, right? Um, and being productive. So I remember when someone said, your email is a to-do list that anyone can add to. Yes. And I was like, anyone in the world can control mm-hmm. your to-do list if you run your day by your email, right? Um, it was so powerful. But if, if you have a goal, right, of doing like a $15 million uh, gross commission income business, right, your activities have to reflect that, right? We, we just had a... This year, our goal is as a network is to do $25 million in gross commission income, which is like... Massive, massive mm-hmm. business, right? And we just had a sales leader get promoted and joined our executive leadership team. And our executive leadership team's time is on the $25 million business, right? So their mm-hmm. their time and their big rocks are those items. And she came into my office just recently. And she goes, I had no idea. Because I always wanted to know, like, let's say a deal's falling apart. She expected the whole executive leadership team to stop what they're doing and to solve that deal or solve that problem. And she always, it frustrated her that the executive leadership team wasn't stopping everything. And she's like, it's because you're working on like helping a hundred families and figuring out how to navigate that. And your time is reflective of that. And I was like, yes, your routine is always going to equal the result you get. So if you look at your goal, just, just do your activities and are you focused on the 20%, those main things that will produce the greatest result? Sarah, I love that. And we all have the same amount of time in a day. It's not like the more successful people get an extra four hours a day. It's a matter of how they use it. So I, you know, I'm curious, how does everybody prioritize? You know, What are your tactical tips and trips, you know, ticks? What like even say it? What are your tactical <laughs> tips and tricks? Trips and ticks. Tips and ticks and trips and oh my gosh. Um, what are your tactical tips and tricks that you guys the use? worst name for a vacation company ever? <laughs> trips and ticks. Don't don't no. Don't go there. Yeah, no, don't don't yeah. use that company. Yeah, yeah. How do you guys do it? How do you prioritize your time? Well, I think it starts out with knowing what your priorities are. You know, most people don't really know what their priorities are and or they think they have different priorities. And I know it's been fun for me to, uh, you know, Sarah, I'm going to call you out on this one. It's been it's been fun for me to watch your growth in this area because I think that you were prioritizing uh, your work a lot, even though you are very much an incredible mother, an incredible wife, an incredible daughter, an incredible sister. 
all of your family is very important to you and uh, and understanding that. So just so knowing what your priorities are, you know, whatever your priorities are, your priorities are your priorities, right? Uh, but hopefully it includes other things than work. So starting there and kind of knowing what your values are is where I would start. I love that. Um, I had a mentor of mine named David Osborne when I first got into the real estate business that told me that, you know, not everything matters on your to-do list equally. And he said, what I do is at the top of my calendar every day, I put the top two things that must get done, that if nothing else happens, those two things have to get done. And I only get to put two up there and that's it. And that helped me a ton because you then are really forced to prioritize what the most important things are that you need to be doing that day. And he called it a success list. So it became a success list instead of a to-do list. And I think depending on where you are in your business and your life, this is good from a practical sense. This is going to look very different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think last episode, which I you guys need to listen to it because it's part of the six personal perspectives. We talked about knowing your strengths, and one of my strengths is called significance, and how that shows up is is knowing being able to spot quickly what action will actually make the biggest impact. And so when I understood that about myself, I was able, I'm able to look at a list and of my leaders or of and say, okay, that's gonna make the biggest impact. How is that doing that item? How many people is that gonna impact? Um, what would that impact in terms of our bottom line? Things like that. In the beginning, which we've talked about before, when you're hiring your first assistant, right? It's like making that list and saying, what are the things that you don't have to be the one doing? You're not to-do list, right? And getting those off there and then prioritizing which ones are going to make the biggest impact and make sure that that happens first. Those things happen. Yeah, we definitely want to spend the first part of our day doing the most important things. And Seychelle, you asked, you know, how we prioritize things. And for me, it's really simple. It's the same way that I set goals. I am a reverse engineerer. I reverse engineer everything. So I, I always start with the outcome I want in anything. And then I just start chunking it down. I just start going, okay, if you know, if I need this, I need this. And that's just how it's a very, very simple framework because I'm a very simple auntie. And that's what I do. You know, I just <laughs> I I I really I'm you know quite simple in my ways. And and I just reverse engineer everything down to the nth degree. So when I like use that fuzzy language, sometimes I'll say, spend time up front getting clarity. Honestly, that's what I'm doing. All I'm doing is reverse engineering things down to the nth, nth, nth degree. So what I find people do is they'll re- <laughs> they'll think, I want this, and that's their clarity. No, no, no. I want this needs to needs to be broken down. And, and the clarity and the kind of forced like self-discipline comes from like spending the time to chunk it down literally to daily hourly tasks. And, and I'll give you an example. I have, uh, we call them team leaders, but branch managers that run real estate offices. We have 1,700 agents and 11 offices that I run, but, but actually uh, eight team leaders because we have, we have eight franchises and there's some multiple offices that they run. So we have um, recruiting goals. And so uh, I am like so diabolical as, a, as an anti-leader that I, um, I, <laughs> you gotta stop. I know the Andy thing. It's gonna stick. I know it's just gonna stick. Well, it's just like it's like the theme of the episode, right? I'll, I'll get. I just like simpleandy.com. I like for you, by the way. No, we did not. Did you really? We have a domain addiction, Wendy. <laughs> we really have you. a problem. You do. We, we have a problem. It's a. It's, it's a, bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's just a problem. We own far too many useless. My domains. ops director is rolling rolling her eyes because right they now. come into her. I know. 
Um, so I, I literally, when, I, when I'm coaching someone, especially if they might be struggling, we are reverse engineering something to the point where I'm like, who exactly are you calling tomorrow morning during your hour? Literally who you're calling? What is the source of who you're calling? What are the scripts? What is the outcome you want from each of those calls? That is what I mean by clarity right? So when I say that, and it might sound fuzzy, I, that was just like a tangible example. That's good. And, and so when we talk well, about... And can, I, can, yeah. I, can I say something about yeah, that, Via? Because I, I think that's so wise. Mm-hmm. I think the big goal doesn't have to be so clear. You know, I think sometimes that holds people up when, where they feel like their, their vision has to be very precise the day-to-day activities has to be very precise, but your vision for your life can be, you know, I am financially free at some point and not exactly know what that means. Or you can say, I want to be someone who lives a very healthy uh, life when they're in their 80s, right? And you can reverse engineer that back today, today where you're, you know, eating healthy and being very specific about those things. So don't like let the specificity of the the someday goal like stop you from thinking big. Amen, Wendy. Amen. I think so many people get tripped up on that. Sarah, I know Mm -hmm. you want it. Let me just, I just want to wrap this up with a bow. I think so many people get tripped up on that. And so when we say big rocks, like it's okay to say like, X amount of dollars a year is where I'm going to start and then reverse engineer from that. Because for a lot of you guys who are living in in scarcity and the stress is eating away at you paying rent or paying your mortgage, and that's taking away from family time and fruitful relationships and and health in your life, right? There's nothing wrong with, with getting yourself to a point of financial and physical health and saying, I'll figure out the big stuff later. What I know is that that's going to get me somewhere, right? The, so what's the big rocks? What are the, what's the 20% and the big rock activity that I have to do to get, you know, from E to P, which we're going to talk about next, right? Yeah. yeah. So powerful. Practically speaking, keeping on with the health thing via honestly is like, so for that example, you know, working out um, and, and making that a priority on your schedule is going to make a huge impact on your health. It's going to impact you at work. So making sure that that's a prior, that's a big rock for many of us to get in our get in our workout because that one activity is going to make a large difference in our life. From a business standpoint, you know, we talk a lot about uh, dollar producing activities. So like getting on the phone and lead, and lead generating, mm-hmm. calling your clients. If you do that every single day, two to three hours a day, you will never be worried about having clients because you've constantly built that funnel so that that one activity is going to give you 80% of the result that you're looking for, even if you don't work the rest of the day, right? Yep. And a clever way to look at that is to actually pull out your calendar and circle, you know, maybe print it out if you can or circle or highlight the activities that you're doing every single day that are making you money. Right, it might be a shock to some of you to see how much time you're spending on things that are not making you money. And if you're a new agent, you know, if you're a new agent and or are new to business, understand that there are a lot of th- a lot of things that you need to do at the beginning to kind of get your business up and running. Mm-hmm. There was no business that ever went out of business because it had too much business. Yes, right. Yep. So spending your time getting business is very valuable. And if you're new, go listen to episode 71 that we did on time blocking because this is exactly tied into teaching you tactically how to go do that on your calendar. 
Yeah, so sure. that would be helpful too. We have a lot of resources on that, right? Episode episode seventy, we, we talk about um, your GPS and the four one one tools that you can <laughs> use that that will help you. Um, again, what what say said for for time blocking. I mean, your routine is always going to equal your results. I remember um, I have a friend out in San Diego that leads a team, and he had just stalled for years. His team wasn't growing, and he called me, and he's like, "You have to be doing something different with your time." And I was like, okay. And I said, how are we going to figure this out? And he goes, I'm going to send you, I'm going to track my time. Every 10 minutes, I'm going to write down what I do. Will you do that the next week? I'm going to send you the list and put a check mark anytime you do what is on my list. So the first day I look at his list and I'm like, I didn't do one thing on your list. You know, I didn't spend an hour answering broker questions or I didn't spend whatever was on his list. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, you, you have to look at your time. And so w- what what are the activities that you can do to push your business forward? And honestly, there's no better activity for most of us than than lead generating, with, which is what Wendy said, in terms of pushing your business forward is an overflow mm-hmm. of business. Absolutely. And I've mentioned this before, and this is kind of, a, it's painful to do, but, and, I, and honestly, I didn't do it last year, but I did the year before, which was to go back and look through, at the end of the year, go back and and look at your time. Spend... Probably It's probably going to take you two to three hours, right? Maybe do it in chunks. But look back at the things that you spent your time on in January, February, March, the summer, the fall, and really evaluate them in terms of were they successful? Did it make me more successful? Or was it something that mattered to me? What, you know, if I spent a lot of time hanging out with my, my, my husband or my kids, like, is that, was that a priority for me? Uh, because most of us don't probably have a clue really what we're spending our time on every day. I think we'd be shocked. Hey, Wendy, I have something to add to that because I, I actually haven't heard you say that. And I, I'm going to do that this year. I love that. What I do do sometimes now is because I'm in it. Seychelle, you mentioned it's kind of been a stressful few weeks for you. For me, I think probably for all of us here, we've got a big event mm-hmm. coming up in 10 days. I, I, I have this gut instinct for a lot of us. There's a lot piling on right now. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. it. We're all probably feeling it. And so when I'm going through times like this, what I find myself doing is backfilling my calendar on a daily basis when I can do it and going back and filling in what I did because it doesn't always land on your calendar in a schedule. And then knowing I'm going to visit it later, but I haven't done it that way, Mm. Wendy. But you won't remember what you did in January today. But I try to do my best at the at the end of every day when when I'm because I have to make decisions. Am I going to hire someone? You know how am I going to solve this problem? Because you know no one can live like this, like being in the mm-hmm. office at five and six in the morning and staying till seven eight at night. And so if we can try to keep up with what what we're doing on a daily basis, that. and then we can go back and visit it and color code it in retrospect. That works too. But mm-hmm. dump it you know, in as real time as, as possible. Uh, that is brilliant. That's great. I, I remember like last, was it last January or the January before our business was not doing well and it was a SOS moment. I, I texted one of my coaches. I texted one of my coaches and I was like flipping out, like really scared. And the first thing he said was like, what were you doing four to five months ago? And because that's where, that's what led you to where we are right now, right? And it's like, it was such a simple question, but it was like, yeah. I'm like, now I'm going to start doing that, Via, because now I can just quickly look back and be like, yeah. actually, uh, yeah. no wonder. <laughs> I'm inconsistent with it, but I do do it yeah. during busy times. Yeah, it's so true. Like our, our, I was just looking at our, you know, at our, at our numbers and our sphere referrals are 
way down from last year. And uh, I, I was like, oh, well, that's because at the end of last year, all those care calls that we did during the pandemic, yes. they just kicked in. Yeah. They just kicked in. Yeah. And I know that's what it was. You know, we were just, and, and we're just busier this year. Uh, so it's, it's agents are relying on leads from the team as opposed to reaching out to their sphere. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. No, that's, so it will always come back to what you did and what your calendar showed. So when you know those big rock activities, you've got to get them on your calendar and you've got to protect it, especially if it's one of those 20% activities that will get you the 80% result, protect it on your calendar, block it, create a bunker, right? The one thing uh, book talks about that, create your bunker to where you're protecting that time to make sure you're working on the most important things. Love that. Yeah. Well, the other thing that they say is, is build that bunker, but then also you want to store provisions, right? If you're doing your most important things first, you want to have uh, your coffee, you don't want to have to, you know, walk out to Starbucks or wander around the office and get a coffee because that's super distracting. You want to, what they call sweep for minds, which is to turn off your phone, shut down your email. Uh, switch tasking takes up an inordinate amount of most people's day, right? They get a text message. They're in their text message. I mean, how many times has this happened to you? You know, you get a text message from a client important client, you drop everything, pick up the phone, call them, whatever. When the reality is you could have easily waited till you finished your task or whatever you're working on and called them in 30 to 45 minutes. I mean, for most things. And then you want to make sure you enlist support, which is to the people that are around you. Just let them know, hey, this is my, this is my time for doing my 20%. This is my 20% time Please don't bother me. Please let me do what I need to do. Um, and I, I have to fight this constantly. You know, my schedule is really full, and I actually have a I have a time block on my calendar for lead generating, still. And you know, I have people who try to schedule meetings. Then I always have to gently remind them, hey, you know what? That's my most important thing. It might not seem like it, but it's it's the most important thing, and I needed to keep it sacred. So yeah, that's so good, Wendy. So good. I love that. Well, you know, and as a part of our onboarding process we actually haven't even included that as a part of our onboarding for new team members where we teach them about your bunker, how to protect it so that they come in with the mindset of understanding that. And it's been really great. We actually haven't filmed a video showing us their bunker, getting it set up, why it's important to them, what they have in there. That's so smart. Um, I love that. And whenever then they get overwhelmed, right, we go back to the time blocking and bunker, but it anchors it for them, which has been really helpful. So if you've got new team members, it's a great way to intro that at the beginning. So you're not chasing that in the back end when they get really busy and they forget the productive activities. I don't don't think there is a better way for us to end than with uh, Gary Keller and... Jay Papazian quote from The One Thing. It's activity is often unrelated to productivity and busyness rarely takes care of business, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, today's episode, there's so much thrown at us, um, more thrown many times at our female, fellow female empire builders. Um, It's so important for us to be uh, focusing on that 20% that produces 80% of the result. Create that bunker, post it, send us a picture of your bunker. We We would would love love to see see it. it, Right? (laughs) Protect your time, right? And make sure that that is on there uh, because all of that is about having a big business, but also a big life. And that's what we're about. So thank you guys so much uh, for joining us today. And let's go out there and let's continue to make an impact by protecting our time. I love that. And remember guys, the world doesn't know your purpose and priorities and isn't responsible for them. You are. Mm, So good. So good.
Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.